Welcome back, everybody. It's Sarkam Speaks. It's Jerry and Bob. And I, I just was looking at this. Uh, side note, we'll get to the side note later, but I want to start getting in with this. Um, so I guess it doesn't make it a side note, but oh well. Um, I just saw this on Twitter. So Chris Pratt is in the news again. Um, not because he has a movie that comes out in like two weeks, right? I think the the final actually Jurassic Park. Um, I think they're they're done. Like they're just going to retire it. Um, they're not. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we just talked about that on the last episode. I'm sure in seven to twelve years they'll reboot it and do something different. But did you um, ever see? So I guess it would be the sequel of the new ones there's yeah the second one in the trilogy was any good yeah okay yeah um i I thought it i don't feel i don't know if i can say it was better than the first one because the first one was pretty good um but it was also very good you know like it wasn't one of those like Nah, they they went too far. They're doing too much. It was just different. <clears throat> it was um, it didn't really take place on the island, um. So it was good. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm excited for the third one. I think it should be pretty good. But I think it comes out July 10th, if I'm not mistaken. Which actually, this episode is going to come out next Monday. So. That would be July 4th. Oh, happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy fucking Independence Day. Happy birthday, America. Um, I think I saw somewhere one time that the 4th of July isn't actually the day, like the birth of America. I think it... Isn't it the day the Declaration of Independence was signed? Yeah, but I don't think everyone signed it on the same day. Um, declaration get signed August 2nd August 2nd 1776 is when they actually signed it so what is July 4th then Um, that's when it was adopted Um, so the, the second continental congress adopted the declaration of independence on July 4th um oh this is great with 12 of the 13 colonies voting in favor and new york abstaining like what did new york want so from the very beginning from the very beginning new york has just been a state full of cunts true yeah so that's quakers right uh that was pennsylvania i think um new york was the dutch oh Wait, wasn't Pennsylvania also Dutch? Hence, Pennsylvania Dutch? Oh, potentially. Maybe. They probably started in New York and then migrated to... I, I was I want to say someone told me that uh, that's why like New York's laws aren't as stupid as ours. Because we had the Puritans and they had the Quakers. Okay. Well, now New York is way dumber than us, which is tough, tough to do because we're pretty fucking dumb. Um, but yeah, not everybody signed it on the fourth. It wasn't completely, it wasn't completed until August 2nd. So 
America's real birthday, I suppose, is August 2nd, 1776, uh, if you want to be a, a dick about it. But uh, yeah, happy kind of quasi-birthday. Is this, So this is like calling Cinco de Mayo Mexican Independence Day, because Mexican, real Mexican Independence Day is like September 12th. But every all the dumb Americans think that Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day, and it's not. You just call it National Margarita Day, and it would be the same thing. Yeah, this, seriously. Um, so yeah, that's the. There's your history lesson. The Fourth of July is not when everyone signed the Declaration. That wasn't until August second. But anyway, July tenth, um, <laughs> the new Jurassic World movie comes out because they keep tweeting at me. I feel like Nikos when when people like like just random movies like we'll tweet at them um because they tweet at me randomly and be like hey jared don't forget uh july 10th whatever so chris pratt was i think just did a sat down with a piece for men's health is what it looks like um that's at least the cover here um with a picture of him. And so he did an interview and it says that he cried over backlash for his comment that he made a little while ago. Um, So he, Chris Pratt a while ago made a post about his wife who is Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, I think, something like that. I don't know. Somehow is related in the whole Heinz Schwarzenegger thing. Um, So he made a post about his wife and was like, I love my my wife. You know, I, you know, I, she, she's given me an amazing life um, and a gorgeous, healthy daughter. Now, Chris Pratt has a child with Anna Faris from I don't know, apparently, well, apparently 10 years ago, because uh, the kid's 10 or nine or 10. So everyone freaked the fuck out and went after Chris Pratt and tried to cancel him because his son with Anna Faris has um, some sort of disability. Uh, I don't know what it is um, off the top of my head, but um, obviously some sort of different disability, right? Okay, so I have the actual post. All right, so I'm going to read the whole post. It's, it's not short, but um, this is from Chris Pratt about his wife on Instagram. Guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find someone that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love. So I'm not going to keep going because that was the line. He just keeps talking about, she helps me with everything. My greatest treasure, uh, the Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie card. It's her birthday soon, whatever. It like goes on the whole thing. That was the cliff notes of the rest of it. So that quick line of like, she's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, a healthy daughter. And then he immediately says she chews so loudly sometimes and like goes on. Like he, I don't think that was meant as a slight to Anna Faris. And truthfully, I haven't seen anything from Anna Faris that has come out against him. It's just been people on Twitter 
right? It's been the cancel mob, the hate mob, because people hate Chris Pratt anyway, because he's a conservative in Hollywood. Um, he's a semi-religious person. I guess he's come out and said that he doesn't consider himself super religious, but he is obviously semi-religious. He said he met his wife in church and all that stuff. So again, conservative Christian in Hollywood, um, also white male, if you want to throw that in there, if you want to play that game. Uh, so a lot of people hate him. So they just took that one innocent little line and they ran with it and they absolutely shredded him all over social media. So in this interview that he was giving, I think with men's health, um, he said that really fucked him up. Um, it said he cried and because his son has health issues and he didn't mean anything by it. And his quote here from this article is that's fucked up. My son's going to read that stuff one day. He's nine and it's etched in digital stone. It really fucking bothered me, dude. Like, all these people that are going after him and saying these things about how he's a terrible father and all this shit. You don't give a shit about your kid. It's not what he meant, right? Like I just read you the Instagram post. I think it's pretty clear. That's not what he meant. Right. Yeah. People just don't like him though. Like that's what it comes like that. I think that's what the stem is. They don't like him anyway. Cause he's conservative to whatever extent. So now it's like, ah, oh, well let's twist his words. Yeah. And I feel like that's all that's happening because it, it read like, I mean, I believe they have a daughter together. I believe that's factually correct. Right. No, right. You, know, you know what it is? It's the social media post where it's like, I like apples. And it's like, it's like, you didn't even mention oranges, bananas, or grapes. Yeah. It's like, I'm literally shaking right now. Educate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, that's literally what it is. <laughs> no, that's all the post is. Yeah, it's... no, it is. It is. That's fucking great because that's so spot on. It's it could literally be like apples are my favorite fruit. Oh, so what you're saying is you is hate you bananas. hate oranges. Yeah, you hate oranges, and you fail to even mention plums and pluots and star fruit and fucking yeah, don't Leo forget chewing about the fucking couch kumquats either. Yeah, and gooseberries. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it, yeah, <laughs> that, that, no, that's, that's the level of logic. That's uh, I, based on what you've read, yep. that's the level of logic that I'm interpreting. Yeah. Sorry. I had to hit Leo with a pillow. <laughs> Don't come after us, Peter. It's just a pillow. Oh. He's fine. Oh, he's trying to chew the couch. Because I'm sure Peter wouldn't want him eating couch. I believe I believe dogs in the wild don't eat couch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not a natural, uh, not a natural food. No. Like I don't know why he's like why he's doing this. <laughs> he only do, like he only does it when when Michaela's not here and I'm recording. Yeah, because he wants your attention. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if he would just fucking sit here, he'd get my attention. But no, he's got to chew the couch. It's going to be a pain in the ass. So uh, that's that. Like I said, um, I haven't seen anything from Anna Faris herself that's angry. 
right? So like if anyone were to be angry and talk shit about Chris Pratt saying that, it would be Anna Faris because it's also her child. However, she seems to not have a problem with it. So these fucking, you know, social uh, warriors, I don't know if you call them social justice warriors even, but we'll use the term because it's always used. police. Yeah. All these people are like running to the rescue of Anna Faris and this, this child. It's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure of all the people in Hollywood, if I had to guess, I would say Chris Pratt is probably a pretty good fucking dad. I mean, like, listen, I have no idea how to like judge him on his parental abilities, but he seems like an all around, like pretty good guy. Yeah. Again, it's like, I'm sure he's fine. Like, I'm, I'm sure it does what he can. I, I, I don't know, but I just, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm still just annoyed. Like people, I don't, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get people. It's like, yeah. First of all, how do you have nothing better to do than right. to go after Chris Pratt because he didn't mention one of his kids in a post about his wife who he did not have the son with? Right. It's a post about her. It's not a post about his kids. Right. It's not like he has fucking Bart Simpson. And he's got Bort in a cage where he feeds him fish heads. <laughs> or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. But... Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know where people get off with this shit. Yeah, it's a, right. It's, it's none of their I, I got to get him out of this room. All right. Because <laughs> really what it comes down to is it's none of their business. It's Chris Pratt made a post about his wife. You don't like it too fucking bad. Like you don't like one word that he used. Grow up. Like I said before, if if anyone has a problem with it, it would be Anna Faris, and it would be up to her to say something. So, um, all right, I'm back. All right, <laughs> that's uh, that was just the one thing that I saw while while I was flipping through Twitter. Um, what else we got going on? Anything good? No, nothing good. I mean, there's, is there any ever anything good going on? No, not really. Um, well, I, I there's this one thing that I saw a while ago. I'll float it out here. I think it's a it's a it's a super interesting idea. So, um, I forget how I originally saw it. I think it might have been from like um, Roka News, like the email that I get, the daily like news email that I get. But there was this thing on there called Arrived Homes. Um, it's a company and it's kind of like the stock market in a way I'm, I'm going to butcher explaining this, but for houses. So essentially what it is, is you can purchase shares of real estate, but like, not like real estate ETFs or any of that shit, like houses. So it's a company that was started by Jeff Bezos, actually. So I think he's he's the CEO or the founder or whatever the fuck it's called. He runs the company. And the way it works is 
you can go to, I think it's arrivedhomes.com um, and sign up to join and purchase shares of a house. So I think the way it works, because when I went on it, uh, it was, this was admittedly a couple of weeks ago, um, everything was sold out. Like there was no availability to buy into shares. So I think the way it works is say there's a house in Colorado for $300,000 that's being sold. And they start, they divvy it up and they create shares of a hundred bucks, right? What's 300,000 divided by a hundred? That's 3,000. So there's 3,000 shares of this home available to purchase. And now you say you want to, say you want to just throw in like 10 grand, right? So you throw 10 grand to get, uh, was that a hundred stocks? Shares. You get a hundred shares of this home in Colorado that's worth $300,000. Now this company arrived or arrived homes um, will go purchase the house, right? I, this is where I'm not too sure how it works. I don't know if arrived homes has already purchased the house and you're now buying shares of it or what, how it, it, it essentially works. But if it be, if it turns into a real estate, I'm sorry, into an investment property, you then collect that rent. So if you own 100 out of the 3000 shares, um, you would own 3% roughly. So if the rent in that home is $2,000, you would get roughly $60 a month um, in payment. Before now, expenses. less fees and expenses and all that shit, right? But I think it's a really interesting way for people to get involved in real estate, um, especially younger people, right? Because that's the, what we hear right now, right? Is all oh, young people can't afford homes. So it's almost kind of a catch 22 too. like, again, I'm, I'm making shit up here. Like, I don't know if on a $300,000 house that has a hundred dollar shares, the shares might be $20. The shares might be a thousand dollars. They might change depending on the location and all that shit. There might be a lot of variables involved, but I know it kind of might be a catch 22 where it's like, well, if you have $15,000, why not put it down on a house that you can live in? Why invest it in something that's like theoretically halfway across the country? But at the same time, you know, if you have $15,000, the way the real estate market is, at least around here in Massachusetts, you ain't going to get anything good for what you can afford right? Like I've talked to so many people um, just at work and going around lately that they're all like looking for houses, right? And they're like, oh yeah, you can get a, I think one of the, one of the guys from the moving company that I was working with was saying um, he, he was looking at a house in Tuxbury or Melrose or some, something like that. And it was $450,000 was the listing price. And it needed probably about $100,000 worth of work. And he's like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like for $450,000, like you should be able to just walk in. 
Like you shouldn't have to put a hundred thousand dollars or like for 450, maybe you got to put 20, 30, 40,000 into it, do something, you know, maybe you need a new roof. Maybe you need some other shit, but like for a $450,000 house, you shouldn't need a hundred thousand dollars worth of work. Um, so that's a lot of what's out there. So maybe if you have that 15 grand, maybe it could be potentially a better investment to purchase shares of these homes that are somewhere around and you can collect some income. And then I think eventually, I'm sure it works probably similar to being a stockholder, right? So if you have the house for say a year, you know, maybe there's a, there's a meeting, maybe there's a quarterly meeting or whatever, and there's a vote to sell the house, right? Because the real estate market in that area is booming and it's absolutely nuts. And there's a majority decision in the votes of the shareholders to sell the house. Well, then maybe you end up making, like in the loads, say you make $20,000. So you made $5,000 on your investment there. So the, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Like it's kind of cool. It's a cool concept, but I don't know how many people actually know about it and how many people would actually do it. Yeah, it's definitely different, but it's just like any other investment. Like it all sounds good and whatever, but then all of a sudden, you know, you own a place, and if no one's renting it, the place tanks. Whatever, like right, or you know, doesn't sell, sells. Who the fuck knows? Um, but I go to imagine if you're the type of person that has 15 grand to invest in some, something like that, then you already have a house. Yeah. Like if you don't, if you don't have a house and you have 15 grand to, for an investment, cause that's the thing is we're not talking about buying a home. You're not buying a home. You don't live there. Right. You're buying shares of a home. You're buying shares of a house. It's the same thing as a stock. Like, so anyone that's like, oh, well, you just put that as a down payment on a house. It's like, what if the person already has a house? Right. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't, that argument doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like this is purely just an investment. Yeah. Now you might not agree with the investment. That's fine. But like, again, it's the same thing. Like, like I'm going to have to buy a new car at some point. It's like, it's like, Oh wow. You bought a car. Well, you could have used that as a down payment for a house. It's like, yeah, but I need a fucking car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's like, yeah. like that's, not the purpose of that money. That purpose of that money is to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. In it's a perfect it, world. Right. Right. It's, it's so easy for people to just sit there and be like, Oh, you should just spend it on this. It's like, yeah, it's not the point, but I like you to your point it's, but I need a car. Like I have to drive to work every day. I don't live next to, or at my place of work. So I need to commute. So if I use that money for a house, I now don't have a car. <laughs> Imagine that telling like a stranger that's like, oh yeah, now I'm going to do this like investment thing. It's called, no, 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 don't do that. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck are you? Yeah. Just unsolicited advice. No, no, no. You should save that money for a down payment on a house. Like motherfucker, I already have a house or yeah. motherfucker. Like yeah. the reason I have the 15 K is because I wanted to make more money. Right. Don't you think that if I needed it to fucking put a down payment on a house, I'd fucking hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know, like, like I said, I didn't look super much into it because everything was sold out. Um, like there was no opportunity to buy shares. 
but it would be one of those things, right? Where I think right now would be an awful time to get into it because the how I think the housing market is about to just fucking shit itself. But you know, it it does lend itself to, like I said, you invest fifteen thousand dollars initially, you collect whatever it is, a hundred bucks a month, and then in one, two, three years, it sells and you make you know, 25, 20, you made, so you made that hundred bucks a month for three years. And then at the end of the three years, when it sold, you came away with 25 and you made 10 grand plus that hundred dollars a month over the through. Is that like three grand roughly? So it's like, uh, actually, you know what? No one should do this because if you like, if that situation did play out, you would have to pay tax on the capital gains and you don't want to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better to make no money than to pay capital gains. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We learned that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you, you can't, uh, you can't pay capital gains. You have yeah. to hold that. Oh no, you can't, you can't sell that. You can't sell that stock right now. You capital gains tax is going to be 30%. You got to wait yeah. a year. So the capital gains so, tax is only 15%. Yeah. Yeah, on a $250 investment. Mm. Yep. It's the difference between uh nothing. Yeah, I don't even know. 75 bucks to 60 bucks. I think it's like a difference of $15. A 30% to a 15%. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta wait for a year. So your capital gains goes to 15%. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe if you were investing in the the like tens, money. like the tens of thousands, or and, and even the, then, hundred, the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because if you have like real money, then yeah. But even then, it's like if the time to sell is the time to sell, then you fucking sell. Like right, right, yeah. Because there's there's got to be an algorithm for that too, right? Where it's like the point of I don't want to call it the point of no return because that doesn't make sense. But that's the first word that popped in my head. But it's like that point of it gets to the point where it's at this number. And if I pay 30% capital gains tax on this, it's more than if it drops, yeah. you know, 10% in a year and I only pay 15% on that number. You know, like there's got to be, there's a lot of really fucking smart people out there. Like there's got to be an algorithm for that. You know, like that, that number, that, that if number, you know, if, if the stock gets up to, you know, $1,300 a share, like you just fucking sell because that 30% capital gains tax means nothing for the amount of money that you just made on that stock. Like it's uh, negligible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's the other thing too, right? Like if you were going to come away, say you absolutely crushed it, right? And you're the one in a million person, like you hit the lottery that you bought, a bunch of stock in something. And then in nine months, it, it fucking 12 X's and you made a million dollars on this one stock on a, whatever, call it like a, a fucking thousand dollar investment, right? And you got a, you're sitting on a million bucks. Dude, sell that shit and pay the 30% capital gains tax and fucking walk away with $700,000. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what the fuck? Like, you really going to bitch about walking away with $700,000? Yeah, no, you got to wait. And then 
it'll it'll stay the same number probably oh yeah definitely yeah yeah yep. it definitely doesn't go back down Things yeah because that's that's how stocks work they only go up they only go up <laughs> um yeah because then you'll get 850 yeah 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 well i mean the price is going to be the same next year yep and then then come to find out they fucking lied on their books <laughs> the company goes bankrupt <laughs> and their stock becomes a penny stock and now you're out your thousand dollar initial investment because you're a bitch and you, you know, you can't sell. It hasn't been a year. So. Do love that. My accountant always says that too. He's, he's got people like they make like legit money and they're like, ah, I need, I need a business that loses money. And he goes, mathematically, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, well, it reduces my taxes. He goes, yeah. So. He goes, in order to reduce your tax liability, you're going to lose a dollar for every dollar. He goes, or you pay the taxes where you lose two thirds of a dollar for every dollar. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. A third, right? A third. You keep a third. Yeah. Keep 30%. Yeah. 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 You keep, he goes, you lose a third of every dollar or you lose every dollar. <laughs> yeah. And there are people running businesses that don't understand this. Yeah, people are so fucking stupid. Like, he huh. said it too. He goes, he goes, he goes, I would love to have a million dollar tax liability. He goes, Do you have any idea how much money I'd be fucking making <laughs> if I had a million dollar tax liability? <laughs> he goes, I wish I had one. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't, like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you have something that's a million dollar tax liability and not actually go bankrupt? Like, what uh, would consist of, like, what would, what would theoretically be a million dollar tax liability? Uh, hold on, let me see if I can do some quick math. Uh, by... <laughs> math and stuff. Yeah, I guess if your uh, taxable income was two point eight million, you would have a million dollar tax liability if you pay thirty five percent on your taxes. Wow. So yeah, yeah. If you made, so if you made two point eight million, then you would walk away with one point eight. Yes. Before you start like ducting shit and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Huh. On a third, and that's on a thirty-five percent number. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah. So like I said, if you would, your income, and again, depending on how you pay taxes, whether it comes out weekly, or you pay quarterly. Yeah. If your if your income was 2.8 million, you would owe a million dollars in taxes in a year without any deduct before deductions, before any of that crap. Yeah. Now, generally someone who's making 2.8 million in revenue or I'm sorry, in income has deductions like actual yeah. ones. Yeah, and also has a really good accountant that can, you move know, some shit around, move some shit around, make everything look good. It's it's wild how just having a good accountant um, makes all the difference in the world. Like when I switched over to my or our accountant, I guess yeah, we could I, say. I use him. I use him now. Um, there, there'd be like emails or phone calls or like, Hey, like, 
what about this or what about that? And I'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't, didn't even know I could do that. And they're like, yeah, of course you can. Like, all right, cool. Let me find it. <laughs> Let me find this and send it to you. Like for one of them um, for last year, because I sold a bunch of stuff on eBay, um, they were like the, the, one of the women who works there, I don't know. Um, she was like, you need to send me the receipts if you have them for anything you sold on eBay when you purchased that. And I was like, uh, I mean, I can look, some of that stuff is pretty old. Like they're old, like college textbooks that I just didn't want anymore, you know? And it was one of those. So we were going back and forth, long story short, what had coming up, what she had told me was if I sold my, my old college textbook on eBay for 10 bucks, I can claim a loss on my taxes of, you know, 90 bucks. If I paid $110 for it and I sold it for 10, you can claim a loss because even though it's not in the same tax year, like you still invested 110 and you sold it for 10, you lost a hundred bucks. So it's like, you can take that off your your liability as far as like the eBay, the eBay eBay stuff. Yeah, you can only use that against. So, say you made like a grand in eBay uh, sales over the course of the year, and you had ten textbooks that you lost a hundred bucks on. That's it. There's no yeah. more. Right. It's the same thing. Like, um, because he he had texted me because I hit that scratch ticket last year. Yeah. He goes, hey, you don't have any like gambling losses. I go, none that we can fucking document. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, because not only would it be not in this state, it would like that. It, actually, none of them, Rhode Island is, yeah, Rhode Island, New right. Hampshire, Antigua, none of that would count. It right. all has to, it has to be through the state, which means it has to be other scratch tickets or the number. That's and when you hit, show up to a liquor store and go dude, behind hit, their counter and dig through the trash for all the losers. Dude, I hit the... I, so if I, if I really gave a fuck, like if I really gave a fuck, what I would have done is waited to cash it until tax year 22 mm-hmm. and then started collecting all losing tickets, whatever, and eventually written it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did the math on how much extra money it cost me in taxes. And it definitely is less than the effort of collecting a thousand dollars and losing yeah. tickets would have been. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know because because it just got lumped into my. That's the thing is it just got lumped into my income. So, right. like, because all my, my my taxes are weird. So like it's kind of all over the place. Like right, because you just you guys do K one. Yeah, so we have a K one, and then it's like so we were paying like. Uh, we were paying quarterly before, mm-hmm. and now we're doing a mix of like some weekly and some quarterly, and it's it's like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, if you think about it, say you are someone who makes sixty thousand dollars a year, and you pay taxes, and normally you would get say a two thousand dollar refund every year. Well, if you hit a fucking scratch ticket for a grand, you just get a $1,000 refund that year. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, yeah, it, it it's just equal. counts towards the income. And it's equal because it's like, oh, well, I'm losing a grand. It's like, no, you won a grand. Yeah. On you the scratch, hit that ticket. scratch ticket. 
if you don't like that, you should have sold that ticket to someone in the fucking mob who uses it for tax evasion. (laughs) That's what you should have done. Yeah. But you claimed it. Therefore, you pay taxes on it. And again, it's like, well, I get, oh, well, the tax refunds my money. No, it's not. Yeah. It's an interest-free loan. And it wouldn't even be, honestly, it wouldn't even be that. It wouldn't, it would be like 250 bucks. So instead of your 2000, it would actually be like 1750. Right, right. But that's, that's a more, more closer number to it. Right, right. It it would be negligible, right? Like it would be, like you might notice it. Not worth the fucking effort. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Definitely not worth the effort of going through not, it. Not for a guy that doesn't actually buy scratch tickets and play the lottery. No yeah. fucking way. Yep. Now, if I still worked at Stop and Shop, yeah, I would have a bucket next to me and I would throw all the fucking losers in there and I would just take it home <laughs> and I'd have my grand in fucking eight work days. Yeah. But that's probably less. <laughs> well, if you want to dig through the trash like Tom Ragazio, RIP. <laughs> then yeah, you can have the tickets in no time, like literally no time. Yeah. I sold way more than a thousand tickets a day or a thousand dollars in tickets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Way more. Especially on a weekend. Oh yeah. I would sell a thousand dollars in tickets by like if we opened at eight, I'd I'd sell that by like 1030. And yeah. that's at a supermarket. Yeah. I'd- People would literally buy tickets off me and tell me that my tickets suck. Yep. Like, As oh, if give you're me... the ones that print them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, your tickets are garbage anyway. So give me five of the $5 cash word. And like, I thought you just said the tickets suck. Oh, I fucking hate the people that play a cash word. Those fucking yeah, the cash crossword, the crossword puzzle. It used to be annoying because the machine would go on the fritz if you put in too many. Um, too many losers. If you put in too many losers and cash word was hard to figure out like on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Like for us, uh, like at the liquor store, people would get the cash words and they would just sit at the counter and scratch them. And I'd be like, Hey man, I have customers that are going to buy booze that like actually is what keeps this place running. Uh, so I need you to get the fuck out of the way. Uh, play your cash word over there. Like go or, or leave, just leave. But they wouldn't because what they would do is they would get it. They would sit there. They would scratch the whole fucking crossword puzzle. If it was a winner, they would just hand it to me and be like, yeah, I'll grab like 10 more. Like, all right, cool. And if it was a loser, they'd be huffing and puffing and throw them out and be like, give me five more. And we would go through this. Like I would have people that would spend 45 minutes to an hour just in the liquor store, just playing scratch tickets. And I have to like, maneuver around them to like do my job i'm like you're a fucking pain in the ass like we always used to say like we're just going to get rid of the lottery machine we're going to get rid of it but we never. i think it does decent cash it does it it does pretty fucking well so but again it doesn't i don't know how it all i forget i don't know how it all works though i think is it all commission i think because like if the lottery gives Cause the lottery doesn't just give you a right. book of tickets. Like you have right. to buy that off the lottery. Yes. Yeah. And then I know I, for a fact, I know there's a commission off cashing tickets. Yeah. So if I cash five grand a day, 
the store gets whatever percent of that, which is why you, if you ever win big, you always want to cash it out or you always want to go to the store that you bought it from. Right. And um, have them scan it because then they get the commission credit off of that. Yeah. So if you ever want a million and you go back to the store, they're not going to give you a million, but they get a little tag or a little, a little thing prints out. You staple it to it, sign your name, all that crap on the back. You still have to go to whatever, but you just gave that store a payday off that, off that million dollar winner. Right. Right. Especially at the convenience stores. Like if you don't give a fuck about stop and shop, that's fine. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, But like small corner stores or anything like that. Like if you actually like these people, like do them a solid and that that's what you should do. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't, I I don't know. Like if you sell so many books, do they give you like a bonus? Like, I don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't, I, I forget. Really? I think at one point it was kind of cool at one point. Um, I think our store sold like a $50,000 winner. Yeah. Um, and I think we got, we might've got like five grand or something. Yeah, I was going to say, I forget. I, I don't want to say, the the, commi- I, I don't think the, I don't think the commission is 10% across the board. Um, I think the more like there's probably like tiers to it. Right. Like the more like you, you sell, the more, the, the higher percent you get. Yeah. Or like, they might be like a fixed fee up because like, if you sell like a 10 million, it's like, well, they're not going to give you a million, but they'll give you like a decent. Right. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, they track and scan them in. Like we get, we used to get books shipped to us and we would have to open them and scan them into the machine. Yeah, or else they're no good. And yeah. And then do that whole thing and like activate them and all that shit. Um, so the lottery definitely tracks that, like the rate at which you sell and activate and all that shit. Um, but yeah, because I, 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 I forget, I, I don't remember, but there's got to be. Yeah, it's been a while. Like if you do, say on a on like a Saturday, you do 10 grand in lottery sales. Yeah. That's got to fucking come back somehow. But like the 10 grand obviously doesn't go to the store it's got to go to the lottery because they're the one with the prize payouts right right but like there's got to be something where and i don't know what their algorithm is so it's like you know five percent of the sales you get a commission off of or whatever yeah 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 i just remember because it was cool that the the guy that owned at the time who was great i think he gave us all bonuses like he just gave us the money like he just passed like the lottery winnings on through like the, the managers that work there. And I think yeah. a couple of the, couple of the right, like the people that have worked there for a long time. Um, I think we, we got like, I don't know, we might've got like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or something. Like it wasn't anything crazy, but he did, he did give everyone something. I mean, dude, yeah. for like for the business, it's free fucking. Yeah. It's literally free money. And if you don't give it away, you gotta pay taxes on it. Yeah. <laughs> or it ends up be or it it becomes taxable income depending on how it's structured. Yeah. Isn't that a fucking what a trip? Taxes are such a fucking joke. Like there's literally there's literally nothing you can do to not pay taxes. Quite literally no. Oh, you just work on the uh, you can, Yeah, yeah. There's that. And you can just 
you can just choose to not pay taxes. I mean, yeah. you might have to go live in the backwoods in Maine for a few years, but, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a fucking, it's ridiculous. Like everything, everything. Oh, you gotta pay taxes on that. Oh, that now you gotta pay taxes on that. Well, like, it's, it's income. You, you can't make any money and not pay taxes. That's how it works or yeah. work under the table. Which is just a, crazy fucking concept right like the, talk about like i know we it was this last episode two episodes ago now i don't know it was literally like yesterday for us but i think it was two episodes um when i was talking about like making the government smaller right smaller federal government like yep maybe if we didn't pay so much taxes then we could uh actually have a smaller federal government <laughs> well they wouldn't have their funding yeah so they have to be smaller. although i don't know i don't understand how funding the government works it just seems like when they just go money please it just shows up yeah it's all fake they just make it up the federal reserve just kind of does whatever it wants i think we really i mean i don't i i say this or i'm about to say this i don't know that much about it um, but I'm uh, from what I gather, uh, we basically fucked ourselves in the ass when we took ourselves off the gold standard in the seventies, because at that point it was like, everything just kind of like ceased to be real. Like from that point forward, money was literally fake. Like it didn't mean anything. It didn't represent anything because up until whatever it was in 1976 or 77, whenever the fuck it was every dollar that existed in circulation correlated to the amount of gold that we had in banks across the country. And then one day, good old tricky Dick decided, well, I'm going to take us off the gold standard. We're just going to go on this thing called credit. (laughs) And then, and then everything went to shit, right? Like then it's literally like money became fake so you go on credit so it's like when uh when you're down you're down like 500 going into saturday and you're just hopping in the on the online casino yeah and all yep. of a sudden you're down a grand yeah yeah so you got to bet can, triple to win it all back no no because you max at a grand if you're down a grand you can't you can't bet anymore but that's what the thing was when the envelopes got to go out they go out on thursday they no, they come in on thursday they go out on friday um yeah then all of a sudden it's like like, oh i can only give you like 200 and it's like dude you were in the fucking casino yeah that's what uh denise richards is peddling now the DraftKings casino really yeah what is what is that like like a physical like the online casino like oh, you, really? go, you go onto your sports book and you fucking go into the casino and play blackjack. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. It's oh, like that's on Dra- DraftKings has that now. I it's not so. just sports betting and like the daily fantasy. That's what, uh, that's what Sammy P was talking about. Wow. But well, that's, I mean, they better fucking do something. Their stock is in the shitter. DraftKings has completely, you want to talk about shit their pants. Uh, DraftKings has just, diarrhea doo-dooed all over the place it's fucking there they're at twelve dollars and eighty cents so bad get fucked buddy in september they were at 
$63. Yeah. And they're at less than $13 right now. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty fucking awesome. And then in March of 2021, when they hit their all-time peak, they were in the 70s. They were around like 72 bucks. Good times, good times. Yeah. Yeah, remember when I bought DraftKings when it was at like $9 a share before it was DraftKings, when it was, uh, it was a Diamond Eagle acquisition? I don't even remember. Yeah. And then I saw it when I was trading at 70 bucks, and I was like, wow, this is going to go up really high someday. Because be- why would it go down? And here I am sitting at $12.80 a share. I mean, I bought, like I said, I bought it when it was super cheap. So like, and I bought a little bit more when it went up too. So I have lost some money, but I haven't gotten absolutely crushed on it. It's not like I bought the stock when it was at like 40 bucks and now it's at 12. Um, But it's fucking annoying. DraftKings, figure your shit out, man. I think I tried to work for them. They do have the casino now. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like I haven't actually done any sort of stock research on them, but I'm really curious to know what it is that caused them to tank so much. Like, I just don't think that they are profiting at any sort of sustainable or reliable level. Yeah. What you're seeing with a lot of sports books, like the American online, like mainstream ones, is they spend so much money. Yeah. You know, I can see that. There was fucking 12 marketing. positions like, that were available that I applied for. Like they spend so much. So yeah. creating like actual like profits is difficult in that space. Yeah. Despite how popular like sports betting is in these states they are just like pumping money out the door. Yeah. Now, if they were smart, which they are not, they're on record as saying we're not smart. That's not a quote. That's paraphrased. (laughs) If you were smart, what you would do is have the best lines. You know, obviously you got to go the right way. So it's like, yeah, sometimes your liability is going to change that, whatever but you would have good lines, have them early or have extended line, like have things that people can bet on and you wouldn't fucking limit people. Yeah. Now, is someone going to fucking drill you for 20 K? Yeah, probably. But someone else, like if you're letting fucking guys get down, like someone's probably going to come in at 20 K on the other side. Right. Right. Never mind that the way it used to work, and one of our buddies' grandfathers was this guy. Yeah. Hey, I got 30K in on the Bears. You want the Cowboys at 10K at uh, minus 105 or plus 100? Yeah, if you do plus 100, I'll, I'll do 10K. Yep. Got it. Yep. <laughs> and then the Bears inevitably lose. <laughs> like, so your 30k is gone, your 10k goes back out, bookie right. wins 20. Like Right. Right. That's how it used to work. Like that's how they used to balance the books. Right. 
It wasn't fucking limiting people and being like, oh, a prop bet, you can bet $27. It's like, no, establish minimums and keep them there. Like, stop fucking with people. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I just looked it up while you were talking about that. The established, and I know it's a little bit different because these are actually casinos, but the established books um, and casinos are doing just fine. Like the Las Vegas Sands is in the $30 range and they're down in the last year, but they're only down. I mean, everything's down right now. Right. They're only down 17 bucks. Um, Win Win Resorts uh, is right around 60 bucks. Um, you know, what else is there? MGM. MGM Resorts is right around 30. You know, so it's like, yeah, everything is down in the market, but DraftKings has like just been absolutely fucked. Is FanDuel public? No. No, say. but Penn is. Penn, they're just as fucked. Yeah, well, I think they they ran an, they ran hot an, because of Barstool. And that's the thing though. So I think they actually have the lowest expenses out of most of the books and it's because they can all they can do a lot of it from within right yeah so this goddamn fucking DraftKings stock man i just dropped my phone (laughs) yeah well i guess i won't be retiring anytime soon (laughs) yeah everyone's favorite thing to say I love that. People are like, people say that like people our age, like at work or like a little bit older, I guess we won't be retiring anytime soon. It's like, when were you planning on it? No shit. You're 34 years old. Like, were you planning on retiring in soon? Like you got at least 30 more years in you, pal. Like yeah, that, or you need to find a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. You want to retire. All right, pal. Find a lot of you. Like you said, find a lot of money. I hope you got a lot of money sitting around. You might need something in the $15 million uh, tax liability situation. Yeah. So uh, you got anything else? You want to start wrapping this up? We can wrap this up. I got to pull up my post. All right. All right. I got it. Uh, Ernst and Young, local guys. Yeah. Pays $100 million to the SEC after admitting that dozens of its audit personnel cheated on the ethics portion of the CPA exam and that the firm misled regulators probing the misconduct. Now, what I really like about this is cheating on the ethics portion. Yep. That's my favorite part of this. It's also my favorite part too, yeah. Like, I don't really care... Well, whatever. I don't know. It's like a cheat. It's it's a cheating scandal. It's all it is. It's, EY is probably paying for people to take the test. They want their people to pass. And then they can, you know, hire those people, whatever. It gets messy if they fail. Like it's like the our our assistant groundskeeper at at Sharon. He failed his pesticide test twice. And if he didn't pass it the third time, he wasn't gonna have a job because <laughs> he is not a certified person to work. Right, right. We don't need another uncertified, unqualified person. <laughs> so he passed. Credit to Greg. 
Um, Shout out to Greg. Yeah, like it's the same thing. It's like you need your people to pass. You're probably paying for them to take the test anyway. So like whatever, but I love it. It's on the ethics portion. Like they cheat on the ethics portion. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's there's something about this that like I do feel like someone like fell asleep at the simulation. <laughs> where it's like, oh shit, I hit the ethics portion. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you cheat on the ethics portion? It should have been cheating on the math portion or whatever. I don't know. Fuck yeah. CPAs. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one of those, like everyone's sitting around in the writer's room and they're like, ah, that's hacky. Don't go with that one. Yeah. And they'll, then they, they'll they forget, they forget to change it in like the second, yeah. like when they go back and do like the second draft or like change the editing, the editing process, they just, it was an oversight. Yeah. Ah, they, 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 they won't notice. Hopefully yeah. They won't notice. <laughs> yeah. And no, I don't think most people did. Most people in the comments are being like, where are they going to get that money from? Like, wh- where the fuck? They have that money. A hundred million? Yeah. You think they give a shit? I wonder how much they handle. That would, That's interesting. I'm going to look that up. Like, big financial company like that? Like, I wonder, wonder where they're going to get that money from. Yeah. What, what do you mean? They write the fucking check. Easy. Yeah, $100 million. Like... I don't like I I don't get that 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 one I don't get like where are they gonna get that money from themselves? Um, I don't know how much they manage, but on Wikipedia it says their revenue is forty billion dollars with a with a B. <laughs> they give a shit about a hundred million. A hundred million dollars. They're like, oh cool. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. What are we yeah. gonna do? With yeah, like they're talking to the dollars? SEC and they're like, oh, it's probably gonna be like a hundred million dollar penalty. It's like, ooh, okay. Uh yeah. If it's gotta be a hundred million, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's that's gonna sting a little, you know. Yeah, it's we're like, gonna yeah, have you to know, but what, what you guys yeah, what you guys did was bad. It's like, oh, okay. Um, checks in the mail already. Um, yeah. I already sent that out. <laughs> um, yeah, you really showed us on that one. Yeah, yeah. Forty billion. Forty billion dollars. And yeah. you know what that you know what that hundred million is? Tax write off. Yep. Yeah, it is. They just lowered their liability tax liability. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't find anywhere. It's weird. Maybe it's weird to me that, or maybe I don't know. I don't know. I can't find how much like they manage, right? So like on Wikipedia, if you go to BlackRock, my favorite company, um, the like the golf course, the global investment uh, firm, it says. They're they man it doesn't say how much they manage. I thought it did at one point. Yeah, it is. It says BlackRock is the world's largest asset manager with $10 trillion in assets that they manage. So that's just like what they manage, right? Like they do all that shit. Yeah, you but don't they earn 10 trillion. So their revenue is 20 billion. So they manage the most money out of any company in the entire world, and their revenue is twenty billion. And Ernst and Young's revenue is forty billion. 
Yeah, I also don't exactly know everything Ernst and Young does. Yeah, I don't think they're strictly like a management firm. Like, obviously no. not. They they do taxes, they're CPAs and all that shit. But yeah, I don't. I I'll be a thousand percent honest. I don't really understand what all big finance companies do. Like Liberty Mutual, like I do not understand. Because it's like they sell insurance to the consumer, but they also have investments and they're managing shit. And yeah, like I know, like we know someone who works there in compliance. I'm like, I I don't like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm learning in my time so far at at my new job is um, because we're working like basically like pretty heavily into the corporate world. Um, that corporate structure is the dumbest fucking thing ever. There are, you needed to work a new job to know that. Well, no, no. But like now I'm faced with it every single day. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, who's that person? That's like, Oh, they're the senior director of this. And I'm like, well, I thought this guy was like the president of North America. And they're like, well, yeah, he is. And I'm like, well, the senior director doesn't report to that guy. No but they're both in research and development. Yeah. So who's the boss of the senior director of this? Well, it's kind of weird. Cause it's like this other person who's in like global development and all this shit. And it's like, what? So why do you have someone who's a senior director of research and development, not report directly to the head of North America research and development? Like it's, it's all of these like weird, Dude, like middle layer tier. It's, like like, it's like when we worked at Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's quite literally. It's like, oh, conference yeah. and events. You guys do all the events on campus. Well, not Kinda. all of them. <laughs> what do you mean you don't do all of them? Well, we do all of them except the campus center. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. That's weird. Why is that? It's like, oh, well, the campus center conference and events is owned by a different department. Well, who owns you? It's like president's office. Like, why does the president's office? <laughs> oh, what, whatever. And it's like, oh, well, we need more tables and chairs. It's like, oh, you guys can go deliver those, right? Nope. Different department. <laughs> it's like, okay. So you're telling me that if I'm doing an event that's in like the campus center and then after that we go to the math building, I have to go to three different fucking departments to figure this shit out. Yeah, actually it's more. Yeah. Because <laughs> at one point we were just the ops crew. Like we just do set up, take down parking signs. Right. You got to talk to an EP yeah. <laughs> or an EC to get the details for what you want. Yep. And then there's a separate department in our office that does all the IT, but they hand, but we don't talk to them. We don't, we don't deal with them. We don't touch IT. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wouldn't this be easier? If there was somebody in charge of all conference and events, whatever, and then like, you know, different departments, maybe, and like, you know, the ops crew just does everything, which now I think it is now. It is. Yeah. Was it like that when you were there? Yeah. They were just switching over. We just took over the campus center in my first year. So. Yeah, that was, that was retarded when I, when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like it's, it's these people that exist in middle management on essentially like an Island. Like they don't like, 
they don't have direct reports, but they also don't report directly to like the North American per it's, it's like what Yeah, on, on a given week, I do 15 minutes of real actual. Work. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, office I could space, just tell dude, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I know office space was like one company it wasn't this massively corporate thing, but like, it's true. Oh, so you bring, you bring it to the customer. Well, I don't bring it to the customer. Oh, but you handle when they call. Well, no, my assistant does that. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say you do here? Yeah. Yeah. That is, I know it's, it's a comedy and it's supposed to be like that, but that, that's actually pretty accurate. Dude. I've never met anyone who's actually worked corporate and not found office space to be the most relatable movie ever. It's like, you oh yeah, one, yeah. You make one mistake and eight fucking people talk to you about it. Yep. Yep. And you have like one person who does one job, but they only do with that, like Bridgewater, like they only work with that one department. So it's like, Hey, I need uh work with this one guy all day doing different things. I'm like, Oh, Hey, like I need like this done over here. And they go, no, nah, it's not my department. Like, what do you mean? Like you're in the building, like you're supposed to be running the building. Well, yeah, well I run the building, but only for like the research department. Like I don't do that other stuff. And I'm like, Okay, so who's your counterpart for that other stuff? Well, there isn't one. So can you do it? No, it's not my department. I'm like, oh my fucking Christ. I hate, <laughs> I hate corporate America. <laughs> I, could I could never do the corporate. I would be fired so fucking fast. <laughs> oh God. I would, I would be I would be fired so fucking fast. I would have HR issues. It would be a mess. Yeah, there's a lot of um. I think I said this on an episode, oh. like shortly after I started working when I was like, for the longest time, right? Like we, you know, we talk about like, you know, you hear the shit in the news we're like, oh, these old white guys, like women in the workplace have no, like all no say. And I've always been like, I don't understand any of that. Cause I've always worked in education or nonprofits or anything like that, or the fitness industry where like none of that shit matters. Now I'm in the corporate world and I'm like, oh yeah, that shit's real. That's yeah, just listen. real. Like these old white dudes that sit around and like talk shit about like women and like yeah, some of the shit they say people. about like the, like the younger, like attractive girls. It's like, wow. Like you, you think it's still like 1978. Like <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's when I play with the old guys on the golf course. Yeah. It's like literally going back in a time machine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. It's crazy. All right. This is real. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. I had so, I had something like this happen on the golf course. Oh no, it isn't on the golf course. Um, uh, it's it's like the guys in the gym because James trains a bunch of old golf like old oh, yeah. white guy golfers. Yeah, like nothing. No, nobody I fucking train. Thank God they still talk like that. And like the yeah. big thing of like. Like a woman wanted to play a tournament one time and the guys were like up in fucking arms about it. Yeah. And like, they still like do this shit. I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It's crazy. I was thinking, I was thinking the HR shit. Like when I sit there and go, you fucking cocksucker. And then someone's like, <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> we have a complaint. You <laughs> called someone a fucking cocksucker. And it's like, yeah, I did, but it was myself. Yep. Like, well, like, I don't even know. Like, can you, can you have an HR filed against yourself? Like, is that, yeah, like, is yeah. that even possible? 
well, why did you do that? Because I was like, being a fucking cocksucker. Oh, what do you mean? It's like, well, could you use different language? No, I was being a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> could you use different language? I mean, I figured cunt was probably worse. <laughs> you dumb fuck. I, I guess I could do that. Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> like, I yeah. I could never do corporate. Never. If yeah. I ever have to go corporate, I, I, I <clears throat> dude, like, I might, I might be more successful panhandling. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's so funny seeing like the difference too of, uh, like, when you get people in smaller groups, like all the corporate bullshit goes out the window, right? Like, but when it's like in a in a meeting, people just talk nonsense. Like, it's wild. Like, I could be having a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, yeah, like this uh, fucking, fucking, I had to fix my goddamn light over the weekend. I had to replace it. I couldn't believe it fucking blew out, whatever. Like, it's uh, it was such a hassle. I had to turn the lights. Like, you know what I mean? Talking about that shit. And then literally, like, 30 seconds later, that same person, we could be in a in a big meeting, and they're like, well, taking a look at everything uh, that's going on, uh, I think it's safe to conclude that uh, we need to get together again and have another meeting to discuss further and take this offline. And it's like, what the fuck did you just like, because they have these buzzwords, right, in this in the corporate world, me and Jones, shout out to Jones, we go back and forth and bitch to each other about like the dumb shit that people say in the corporate world. And it's always like, oh, we'll circle back to that, or we'll take this offline. Or when you end a meeting early, this is my favorite. They're like, we're going to give everyone some time back in their day. It's like, buddy, we finished the meeting like seven minutes early. Like, or sometimes it'll be like, oh, it looks like, you know, we can give everyone seven minutes back today. It's like, no, how about you just say, all right, cool. Anyone got anything else? All right, cool. Let's wrap this up early. Let's get out of here. Like, don't give me, like, don't come at me with that bullshit. Like, like the corporate speak is hilarious. The one thing, you know, what, I'm going to use this as my final thought because I've just been ranting on this. So this is my final thought. Um, the one thing that drives me fucking nuts about corporate speak in particular is the use of the word myself. Now, I, for, I don't know why, but I'm a bit of a stickler when it comes to grammar, right? Um because I think when you don't use proper grammar, you sound like a stupid motherfucker, right? Or would you would you call yourself a fucking, fucking cocksucker? Fucking cocksucker. Yeah. When you don't use proper grammar, I think you sound like a fucking cocksucker. So everyone, everyone in in the corporate world uses the word myself. So they'll be like, oh yeah. So, you know, there was um myself, Bobby, and Matt. It's like no, you sound like a retard. Like you, that's not the proper use of the word myself. Like, I don't know what it's, I don't know if it's, a, I don't think it's a prepositionatory fucking thing, but I don't know what it is, but it's not used that way because the whole reason, the one thing I remember from like middle school or high school English, whatever fucking class I learned it in to decide what word you're supposed to use, whether it's I, me, or myself, you're supposed to take out everything in the sentence and just have that. And if it sounds stupid, it's wrong. So the other way to remember is if, if you're talking about yourself in the subject of the sentence, it's I in the predicate, it's me, but whatever, that's it. 
it's easier to just say, take everything out. And if it sounds dumb, it's wrong. So in that case, it would be like, yeah, you can contact myself, Bobby or Matt, take all that out. Say you can contact myself. That sounds fucking stupid. You can contact me. You can contact me or Bobby or Matt, right? Like, or they're like, oh yeah, we were there. And it was, um, or it, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, oh, so what you're saying is you want Bobby, myself and Matt to handle this. No, it's me. Like, or they use myself at the beginning and it's like, no, it's I say I like, it just drives me nuts because the use in particular of the word myself, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if people are trying to sound smarter because they think that like me, the word me is like dumb, but like that's proper grammar. That's proper English. Like that's how you say it. Right. Like you don't say like, Oh, you, can you, can you pass myself the, the clipboard? That's fucking dumb, right? That, that that also means something totally different. Like when you say pass myself the clipboard, that quite literally means I'm giving the clipboard to myself. Like I'm giving it to me. Me is giving it to me. So like, oh, pat myself. No, give me the clipboard. Can I have the clipboard, please? Can you give it to me, please? Not, can you hand yeah, it to uh, myself? Clipboard real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Garcon, Garcon. Uh, myself needs a, needs a drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, the word is I, I need a drink, not myself. You dumb motherfucker. Yeah. It drives me nuts. (laughs) Could you, could you, could you lend myself a stapler? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to reach out to, uh, you know, myself, Steve, or Jeff. Reach out to myself. So I, you want me to call? You want me to call me? Reach out to myself. Like, that's literally like what? No, it's reach out to me. Just say me. I don't know. I don't understand. Well, th- see, this is what, and it comes down to, like, obviously, this is just like a pet peeve thing. But it's like the reason why, like, I always, I always, like, inform the kids that their teachers might not be as smart as they think they are. Just because someone's like dressed halfway decent and works in like a fucking corporate office doesn't mean they're smart. Right. Right. Now they may know their job and they may be good at their job. Right. Doesn't mean they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you do the same job for 30 years, chances are you'd probably be pretty Ideally, good at it. Ideally, you would be pretty good at it. And, yeah. And, doesn't you know. mean you're a smart person. <laughs> no. Look at me. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Hey, me too. But if you want a program, I'll have it for you and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I can have a two-day program in five minutes. It'll be fucking nails. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, thanks to uh, mybookie.com. <laughs> we should have done that promo read when we were talking about DraftKings because fuck DraftKings. Can't even use DraftKings in this state anyway. So fuck them. You want to use my bookie instead. Go to mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod. When you sign up, they'll double your first deposit up to 1000 bucks. Uh, then we got grillyourassoff.com. I use them tonight. I tell you, I use them almost every day when I, when I cook my dinner. Uh, and then when I, when I prep my lunches too. grillyourassoff.com, greatest, greatest food company. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> the greatest seasoning company and food, uh, food accompaniment company. That's a fun word to say, uh, in all of the land, they got all the best seasonings. 
They got pickles, barbecue sauces, their hot sauce, absolute fire. Uh, no pun intended, uh, but it is, it is delicious. Uh, I got to buy some more. I'm about to run out. So they're, if nothing else, just buy their hot sauce. It's worth it. I think it's like six bucks, seven bucks. You get 15% off when you use the promo code sarcasm pod. So it'll be like, I don't know, five bucks, maybe like you can't spend $5 on the best hot sauce ever. Just do it. Um, so again, sarcasm pod, 15% off at growyourassoff.com. Uh, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you give us a thumbs up, like rate, subscribe, review, tell everybody, you know, about the show. Uh, you get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. We're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks or Facebook at sarcasm speaks. The website is sarcasm speaks, go to the merch store, buy some merch. If Jones was here, he'd be holding up the coaster, the handy dandy coaster. You can buy one, you can buy a million, you can buy t-shirts, uh, you can buy literally anything with our logo on it. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. And don't forget to use the right form of the word. Me. Thank you.